0: This is College Football Weekly. College Football like you've never heard it before. Now, here's Will Chambers and Tyler Walgi.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome to another show. Today is November 12th. Week 12 is upon us.
0: Tyler Walgi's with me. Tyler, Will, how you doing? Anytime Alabama loses, I'm I'm good with it, man. Uh, <laughs> Let's shake things up. I'm always happy. Yeah, I mean, we might as well just jump into that one. How good <laughs> right. was that game? Like, honestly, that game was... Oh, I, man.
1: I think this was the best College of Ball Saturday we've had so far. Well,
0: I got to say something. I was at the University of Colorado Stanford game, and it was 1 o'clock Mountain Time. So those 1 o'clock games, they took up your whole day. You know, you leave for the game at, like, 11... And you're getting back at like 5:36. So the Alabama LSU game, I was getting updates. You know how at football games they'll put the score on the on the on the, right. on, on the jumbotron. Yeah. So I was getting the updates during the game. I didn't get to watch any of it. Now, obviously, I came back and watched the college football final whatever, Yeah, the final yeah. highlights, things like that. But man, I, that that's one of the games that I was really dreading not being able to see. Probably the best game of the year. 2 yeah. Two, two, three in the college football rankings. So, I mean, what did you think, though? I mean, was LSU, obviously, it was a scoring affair, but yeah. I saw at halftime, LSU was blowing them out. Yeah, so LSU was
1: up, I think, 20 at half, and a lot of that had to do with, I mean, it was just crazy. Like, Alabama started with the ball, and they marched down the field, their first possession, and they looked they look like they are about to score a touchdown, and Tua, just like the ball just slipped yeah, out of what? his hand. And, like so <laughs> it, 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 like, wasn't even, he he changed hands from, you know, his throwing hand to his right hand to kind of protect it, but even still, that wasn't, the cause of the fumble he had it in his right hand for like another step and then it just like magically slipped out yeah. like it was wet or something Yeah, and it popped out and that killed a lot of momentum for Al- Alabama right there because then LSU goes down and scores and then later on when it kind of got out of hand it felt like was Alabama uh, was down I think 13 points in the second uh, towards the end of the second quarter Okay, and two are through an interception and there was only like 30 seconds left in the game and then LSU went and scored a touchdown right before the end of the half so that that put them up 20 and at that point it felt like it was over and i think everybody kind of knew Alabama would come out and score in the second half and try to make it a game which they did they did i didn't think it would be as close as it was but even still like even with the score being close
0: it still felt like LSU totally kicked their ass yeah i mean again 46 points putting up on Alabama's defense LSU It seemed like, going back and watching, that they found out early on that they couldn't milk the clock and kind of run the football. It seemed like they came out and wanted to do that early on. Now it was 10-7 after the first quarter. But it it appeared the Tigers' game plan was run the football, keep it out of Alabama's hands. And then eventually, midway through the second quarter, they're like, that's not going to work. And they just started throwing the football. And they didn't stop throwing the football all game long. This showed more to me about Joe Burrow, how he could stay calm in a big game. We saw it against Texas, but I mean, it's Texas. They've lost a couple av- afterwards. This showed more to me about LSU's offense, Joe Burrow being able to uh, 393 through the air. Heisman,
1: man. I mean, that that's... <laughs> they always talk about a Heisman moment, and uh, it's cliche, but that totally is it, man. I mean, 31 for 39, almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. I think they put up, they put up like almost 600 yards of offense, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, look... again. Alabama has a great defense. No, I don't think anybody would still dispute that Alabama probably has close to the most NFL guys on any defense right now. But this, and will we've talked about this all year long, how important coaching is, how a coach can go into a program and and you know you see it occasionally with maybe Mac Brown and you feed immediate life into the program, but that's not really sustainable. What's happened here at LSU is this passing coordinator, Joe Brady. Yeah, Joe has, Brady. I mean. I mean He's completely changed the way they play, and that's nothing new. We've been talking about that for weeks. Everyone's been talking about that for weeks. But it's it's amazing to me how sustainable it is, and how they can come up with the different game plan every week. And keep giving Joe Burrow the football, and he keeps producing. He, you think he's going to be at LSU next year, uh, Brady, Joe, uh, Joe Brady?
1: Uh, that, I don't know, man. I, I mean, if he's going to be, they're going to have to pay him more money because they are going to be. So many teams. I, I almost wonder if I know the guy's young. He's he's like twenty nine or something. I, I there will I think there will be teams that will say, "Screw it, we're gonna offer him a head coaching job. Just get him, get That's him onto I'm our thinking, team. Right. I don't care how you get him. Uh, he's definitely gonna have offensive coordinator positions lined up. I
0: mean, he'll have his, the pick uh, the pick of the litter. But why would you leave LSU if you are gonna stay in the same? position right that seems like a lateral move to no me. but he's not right now he's just the passing game coordinator
1: he's not oh, even that's, right, the that's offensive right. coordinator but they have to give him some so, kind of an upgrade yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, at that, if you're lsu uh you could just go to the current offensive coordinator has been there for a while and he's a veteran guy and just say look dude uh you get it right you know we we have to keep this guy i'm sorry you're out you know
0: do you think he would start it like that look dude Here, come on here's what... come on bro <laughs> come on. i mean i know it sucks but was that your laptop over there will
1: Yeah, dude, it's these (laughs) ESPN, ESPN just auto plays ads. I'm sorry. We got
0: mute your laptop. You go to ESPN. Yes.
1: You go to ESPN.com and the ads just start playing it randomly. So sorry about that. Good radio. Very, very professional (laughs) podcast. We got here. Of course. Yeah, bam. But like Joe Brady will be able to go wherever he wants and it it won't just be college jobs. I think NFL teams are going to come calling for him to get him on the staff too. Uh, as far as
0: offensive we got, coordinator positions go, we got to come up with a song. There's a coach by the name of Brady, <laughs> and he knows how to call offensive play calls. Yeah, that's, like that? that's pretty good. Hey, that, honestly, it's got to go.
1: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, like even, look, I'm I'm not an X's and O's guy really. I I didn't play football, so I don't understand the really intricate. Stuff when it comes to scheming and schematically, but, but. well,
0: I don't know if you have to, and I think that most people on even most podcasts or radio shows, how many people right now in the media and any podcast or any radio show know as much about football? Oh, right, as any obviously. You guys? It's you know they, it, it's crazy for, and that's what's so funny is you know you'll get like uh somebody on Scott Scott Van Pelt, and they'll go off and start talking about play calling. It's like, right. what do you know about Joe Brady's play calling? You know, yeah. And what's going on in the locker room throughout the week and the no, game yeah. plan leading up. So, yeah, I think that it's a safe place for us to be not wanting to venture there, but I think it's good that we don't try and get in the heads of these guys and right. try and start calling play calls. I,
1: I only brought it up, though, because even after the game, you know, Nick Saban, a lot of times when teams lose, they'll say, well, the other team outplayed us or whatever. We didn't play well. But even Nick Saban went out of his way to say, "Uh, th- th- this is such a great offense, Joe Brady's scheme you know he 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 made it specific he said oh they run that running back out wide and they make they force the defense to show their hand to show exactly what they're doing clearly it's something schematic that is giving them an edge over everyone they play to where before the ball is even snapped joe brady already knows what the defense is doing it's kind of like what we see tom brady do in the nfl right, where right. teams just talk all day about how great he is and how he knows what's coming before it comes and it's it's the exact same thing with joe brady in this offense he's it's a perfect match between joe brady and uh and joe burrow to have both these guys together I agree. and joe burrow is playing out of his mind and he's taking huge hits too he's running the ball he's being really effective with his legs extending plays even after the game they interviewed him and he said he likes getting hit because it makes him feel like he's not just a quarterback <laughs> and he feels like quarterbacks you know get get bashed on for not taking big hits so he likes getting into it well he better be i careful just love there, that guy
0: but... look and i think it was a perfect scenario we don't know Really, how good Joe Burrow was before the season? He didn't get to play at Ohio State when he transferred here. I'm kind of kicking myself now, and of course, hindsight's 2020. But he was a 20 to one. Oh, he was more than that to to win the, the hindsight. He was way more than 20 to one. I think he was like 50 to one. Dude, that's insane. Huge that's money. Crazy. And
1: well, it's because last year at LSU he looked good, but the system wasn't this aggressive, you know, throw the ball around kind of system. So he just looked like a good, you know, a solid quarterback, but I don't think anyone. Could have, could have expected, but this is just how great this would but be. But when
0: you look across college football and you start to. to Pick out quarterbacks who will succeed at the next level. That's why it doesn't always really line up to well. How do they do in college? What was their completion percentage in college? So on and so forth. Joe Burrow's a great example. He now got around an NFL guy, Joe Brady, in one year, completely changes the way he plays. That makes me think of guys like Shea Patterson. You know, what happens if he gets some elite NFL coach in the NFL? Right. I think of Stephen Montez from from CU. Right. Not a lot of people know about Stephen Montez, but he's going to make it in the NFL. A guy like that with all the intangibles, you get. Him him next to a great coach right? and he could all of a sudden start playing so I just think it's great what they've done so far at LSU I I, they better do whatever they can do to back up the Brinks truck and pay him next year. Yeah keep him. Yeah don't let let that guy go anywhere. Because right now
1: Coach O who rightfully so is getting a ton of credit for this but without Joe Brady I mean LSU's
0: still good They're they're not this good though Without, if they don't get that addition of Joe Brady, not they're not close. doing this. this he, offensive he, system. He's the reason why they've why they've gone over the top. For and they're sure. so good this year, and and you have to give Coach Orgeron some credit. And I've been saying this, and I don't have to say this. I'm saying it because I feel like it's the right thing to do. I mean, I'm sure that 05 percent of our audience actually, you know, listen. You know, listen to me back in radio, but I've been saying this for a long time. That that edward Ron was not a good hire that he was not the right guy for the job that he wasn't detail oriented that he couldn't take lsu over the top and i couldn't have been more wrong with right. any of that and so it's it's only fair that i'd say you know what you know uh, trust me will i like to take my bows here when i do well we'll talk about the records, so on so <laughs> forth but i also i think it's fair to everyone to, to say where i was wrong and i couldn't have been more inaccurate with yeah. with with Ed Orgeron he, I, I mean this guy can coach he can surround himself with talent which is important it's not yeah. just recruiting it's getting good coaches around you and he's done everything right this year he's a CEO guy and exactly, he's and he's also like you know,
1: the he's clearly one of the best motivators in college football just when you hear I mean like the stuff he was saying after the game we 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 got the audio that got released one of the one of the players let's just play let's hit, this was him after the game in the locker room we gonna beat their ass in recruiting! We're gonna beat their ass every time they see us! It. You understand that? Yes, sir! Rollside what? Fuck you! Yeah! That is so good. I I, I seriously have listened to that over and over and over again, and I just love Kocho so much. I feel so I, I feel like I betrayed my love for him when I picked Alabama in this game. <laughs> I just feel like I can't do that anymore. He's so he, he's such a likable guy. He's having so much fun. I mean, it seems like, you know, he's going and talking to the players on the other sideline after the games, when he's the ones that he's recruited. He's just in, always in such a happy mood, such a positive guy. He's a great recruiter. Clearly his players love him and will do anything for him. And it's hard. I mean, he's just
0: contagious. I love that attitude. I usually like to stay away from contagious people, you know. My 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 immune system's pretty good, but <laughs> Uh, I think he's great, man. I think he's uh, A-plus. Coach O's the best, man. A plus, man.
1: Yeah, and he even I also love his. So that video came out. That was an LSU player who was like broadcasting live on his Instagram <laughs> in the on. locker room. I don't know how. Which of course is, a, is uh, not yeah, a good move. Yeah. And good on LSU that you know they said that they'll handle it internally and that and that they they didn't announce who the player was. No one. I don't think that many people really know who. It didn't really get out which player it was specifically. But how hard uh, can that be? In the in inter- the interview afterwards. Uh, or on Monday, you know, he was asked about it. Coach O was asked about saying that and he didn't like go, you know what, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. He didn't, he didn't kind of like bow to all the people that are saying, oh, this is such a terrible thing, which weren't, they weren't that many people, but what he said was, you know, we were in the locker room. It's kind of like you, you talk differently when you're at the uh, kitchen table with your family than you do out in public. It's kind of like that. You know, I, I was fired up. It's an emotional thing. He didn't really he just owned up to it and said, look, He's just so real. I just love that guy. Everything he says, every time I hear him speak, I just think, "Man, I love this guy. I well, want I, to spend some I mean, time with and
0: him." come on, with that stuff too for anyone getting getting, you know, all worked up about that. It's just probably people on Twitter who don't have anything better to yell about They're yeah. getting upset over. And it is 2019, so I'm sure that, you know, you're going to get a, "How can you?" Right. so on and so forth. I love it. That's yeah. football. That's what happens in the locker room. Yeah, Coach O gets the win. So, what do you think happens with Alabama? Like regarding playoff discussion, you know what? Because they lost at home, because Tua played, I think they're of all the one-loss teams, I would have them, and probably I mean I'd have them behind Georgia.
1: Oh man, yeah, but see, here's the kicker: is that like I I think everyone kind of wants Alabama to be out of the playoff discussion, but I think they're I think they're firmly in it, and I think that if LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. I think Alabama's getting in. I think they'll get in over in Oklahoma. Wait, wait.
0: You think that if say that
1: again? So LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. So LSU's in. That's what I'm assuming. I'm also assuming Ohio State and Clemson are in. So that it's that last spot. And I think, I think the committee will pick Alabama over Oregon, over Oklahoma,
0: over Penn State. But, here, but here's the thing: if Oregon beats Oregon, right now is number six overall. Right. Okay. Utah is number seven overall. That's going to be a top-ten matchup. I truly believe that one of those teams will get in now that Alabama has a loss. The Pac-12 had no way in earlier this year. If Georgia loses, okay? Because if Georgia wins, I think LSU and Georgia both get in. Yeah, for sure. And it's LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, okay? If LSU wins, I think the Pac-12 champ gets in, man. And it's funny, I've heard... What was I listening to? I think it was Rich Eisen. And they were talking about this year... There's an unnamed Pac-12 source that is lobbying their ass off to get expanded to 18. Right. And they th- do you know they who this should. is? Who do you know who, I'm, who who they're talking about? No idea. I, I'm I, sure my guess
1: it's like an AD or someone someone big within the Pac-12. But they should be lobbying for well, that.
0: They they definitely should. And, and it's some of these Pac-12 representatives who are saying let let's expand expand expand. I've heard they're going to expand now before the contracts up.
1: Yeah, due well, the, to these Pac-12... Everyone thought they wouldn't go to the playoff before the BCS contract How long was does up, contract they, go, though? It goes for another six years, I
0: believe. Oh, There's no uh, way it's going to last until they... Oh, I agree.
1: Teams. And I mean, people think that like it's some magic world where you can't break a contract, but guess what? Everyone's going to sign a new contract if it gets them more money. It's pretty simple. It's, and, not, it's uh, not a
0: magic world, Will? <laughs>
1: no, it's not. <laughs> okay. well, we don't live in a magic world, unfortunately, as much as we'd all like to go to uh, Harry Potter land, cast some spells.
0: Platform yeah, Form 9 and 3 But cultures. no, look, I
1: think that what you're saying is right. I, I don't think Alabama should get another shot, but what I'm saying is that I think that the I, the committee is, if they can, they will put Alabama in. No, if they, if they can justify it, they will. Don't you think this is
0: the year, though, that, that the Pac-12 jumps Alabama gets in? Gets I hope some... so,
1: because here, look, it'd be, if Oregon or Utah, whoever wins the Pac-12, were to get in above, especially Oregon, because with Utah, that's a much easier argument for the committee to say Alabama yeah, gets yeah. in. If or, Let's say Oregon beats Utah, and they have, just have that one loss to Auburn, they should. Because then it'd be perfect, because then you'd have a Pac-12 team in. Then you could also have what everyone wanted at the beginning of the season. You could have Oklahoma and Alabama
0: playing a bowl game, and you have Jalen Hurts versus Alabama. It'd be perfect, well, right? and you'd also have a very good headline. We could pull out the uh, headline game that we used to do, that we like to do. Yeah. If Oregon headline. was fourth, it would be oregon Versus Orgeron. (laughs) (laughs) Is that top of your head? It was top of my head. No. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, look, I I just think that. (laughs) Do I get more credit than I just came up with it? Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. In fact, I like you a lot more that you didn't (laughs) write that just (laughs) as a thing to throw in. Uh No, look, yeah, that's how I want it to be. And um, I'm not making the argument that Alabama should be included in the playoff. I'm just telling you what I think, and it's that if the committee can get them in, I think they will try. Alabama brings in the dollars. They bring in the views. If Alabama had
0: gotten blown out and not come back in the second half, obviously. But the fact that they were right there at the end worries me. I agree with you all the way up until you just said the dollars and the views. And here's two reasons why I disagree with you. Alabama – has the fan base, we know that, and they have the notoriety. Those are the things that I think they have going for them. The the, the committee, I believe, wants the views and the eyeballs, which th- that brings from the Pac-12. The West Coast people who aren't going to watch, it now becomes a uh, national thing.
1: I disagree. It now
0: becomes a national thing when you have LSU, because if you have Alabama, let's say Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, you've now got three teams that are always there, right? So you're going to have... Right. But they're all from the South. No one west right. of the Mississippi is now included. If you bring in an Oregon, that brings in all these different people in Pac-12 land who are interested in the games. All right, well, let me make
1: the argument for the other side. They're go, they can also say the people on the West Coast aren't going to watch no matter what. They don't really care about That's Oregon. That's not true. Yeah, I, th- I, do, I think it is true. And if you're going to tell me that having Oregon in brings in more viewers than having Alabama in, I think you're insane. No way. Well, yes. you, <laughs> well I, think it, because I was born there's The insane, amount of maybe. people... In the South, that will watch just because there's two SEC teams will be that much more, I think, no, than, than, than man. getting Oregon in there. People
0: are still going to watch it in the South if it's if there's one team, if it's LSU or Georgia. There's still assuming a bunch of people is watching from the South, man. They're rabid down there. They'll watch whoever's playing. It's not like if Al- the, the people who are fair weather are on the West Coast. Okay, they but how won't about this? Watch if there's. How about
1: not even, like, barely even casual college football fans, people that really aren't even college football fans. Will they tune in more to see? Uh, let's let's just say Ohio State's number one for just for the sake of the argument, and sure. so and Alabama gets the four seed. Well, will the person who's really not even a college football fan tune in to watch Ohio State versus Oregon more, or Ohio State versus Alabama more. They're going because Alabama well, has
0: the the cachet, and so the but person it depends on what you're to- it, it depends what you're talking about. I think total. It's like the the presidential election. Is it total votes? Is it the electoral pr- Congress or, or the electoral College? I think that in terms of the pure number of of watchers, you're probably right. Across the country, you're going to get more eyes on Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Alabama, whatever it's going to be with Alabama number four. But what happened... Let's not get too technical here, but when you can expand and get people on the West Coast, even if it's 50% of the more, more people who will be watching, it's the ad dollars that go up. And now you can right. expand your you're advertising to the West Coast. And more so, time
1: slots Exactly, all that. exactly. Right.
0: So it's not just the amount of people watching. I still think there would be more. You're right. There'd be more people because it's Alabama. But you're going to get the casual fans in Colorado, Arizona, Pac-12, right? I think everyone from the Pac-12 who's a Pac-12 fan, all of my f- friends who are Colorado fans will watch because Oregon now got in. Right. So I yeah, think that makes that, sense. I think that you're extending the rake in terms of the advertising, so on and so forth. But total number of listeners, look, I hope you're right. right. I hope, I I honestly hope
1: that Alabama doesn't make it in because you can't just keep rewarding a team based on their past. You know what they've done in the past. Because at the end of the day, if if Alabama wins out. They're only going to have one good win on their schedule, and that's going to be Auburn.
0: And it's time the committee starts punching this. Man, LSU went out and scheduled Texas. They went and scheduled. You have to reward that when teams go out. And I know that if you lose some of those games, let's say LSU loses to Texas, they have one loss. That's a better loss than than a lot of these other teams have with one. And they actually went out and played someone out of conference. So I think it's time you start rewarding that. Here's what this says to me if you let Alabama in ahead of Oregon. Oregon now gets punished for scheduling Auburn week one. And that's week one before you have any time to warm up. There's no preseason in college football. I mean, I think everyone would agree who's a college football fan. Week one, obviously, is where you're the most raw. You're going to make the most mistakes, the most penalties. So uh, Auburn-Oregon week one, that was a huge, huge, uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. That was very big for Oregon to go do that. And so I think they should now be rewarded for it instead of punished.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you know what? We're talking about this whole playoff thing and I think there's a lot of fans from one certain school that are screaming right now saying, "Um, excuse me, we still have a real chance to make it if we went out, and that would be the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota! So that game against Penn State, I I feel the exact same way with this one and P.J. Fleck as I do with Coach O. I'm sorry, P.J. Fleck and Minnesota. I should have trusted you more. I picked Penn State to cover the spread, and I feel like an idiot. I mean, Minnesota looked amazing. P.J. Fleck had such a great... Game plan, and it wasn't just that they kind of
0: out schemed them and did trick plays and stuff. It's that Minnesota looked like they belong. I mean, they look really, uh, really good. But before you go on, I have to take my bows now. Uh with that win, Penn State uh at Minnesota. I had Minnesota plus the seven. Yeah, you did. Improve now to five and one on the air in our in our best bets.
1: Whoa, I am on fire!
0: now are you gonna post that on twitter eventually will well you, take you know a i don't think that the people on twitter really need to know, you know what i'm gonna do is if anything that. i'm just gonna take a picture on my own personal <laughs> and just share it with, with the cfb weekly on do on twitter. i need to
1: block your twitter from the podcast <laughs> you <Twitter>? do i <laughs> <laughs> think i might no look you're right you're five and one uh you you were clearly on the right side there for minnesota and i feel stupid for it um i felt like penn state just had the guys to make it happen and uh james franklin got out coached man i mean it it's so simple. PJ Fleck outcoached him. It was just wild up in Minnesota. The fans were crazy. That was the biggest game in probably in Minnesota program history. Yeah. They're nine and zero for the first time since like but World War One. And I love it, man. I, I they they have a couple tough games left still on their schedule, but it, well, it, this week coming yeah up this week and and it looks like they they will most likely represent the Big Ten West in the championship game. I don't know. Look, I. The reason why I'm still just kind of penciling in like a lot of people penciling in Ohio State is that I think Minnesota is really good. I don't think they can compete with Ohio State. Well, well, look, I don't know who can at this point, but I, I love what Minnesota's doing, and they, that game was so much fun to watch.
0: I think a lot of that was circumstantial as well. They were playing at home. It was their first real big game of the season. You know, th- th- There were no look-ahead spots, so on and so forth. I think that was just a great spot for Minnesota. I really don't sure. think that, that – on a neutral field, they would do that to Penn State. I don't think if you play that game 10... I think if you play that game 10 times on a neutral field, I think Penn State probably wins 6 or so. Yeah, but, but I, I guess I'd it, agree with it that. It was all circumstantial for Minnesota. And P.J. Fleck, you give him one day... And did, weren't they coming off a bye week? Yeah, they were coming off a bye. So, so many the extra week. Th- yeah, so many things. So, so I think that Minnesota... You know, we'll talk about this coming up. They may struggle this week going on the road now to an Iowa team after that big win, but look, it, it was a huge win for them. I, I think that... It says again how important coaching is. P.J. is going to be gone next year. Now I don't he know. just signed the yeah. extension. Just signed the extension, but that was for that was to help out the college because what that extension did was put in a expensive buyout. Yeah. So now anyone who takes him, if he were to be hired away this year, he would pretty much go million. for free. Well, well, before no. the contract, before the contract was right. signed. Yeah, exactly. Now that he's signed this new contract, they have to pay Minnesota seven million dollars to yeah. take this guy. It's so a million
1: per year yeah, left on his so, deal. So that was
0: just to help out the college and to kind of give them right. a, a little cherry. So but also,
1: doesn't he? He almost seems like the kind of guy that is like, I love these guys. I'm going to – Well, I mean,
0: do you really I, know I, I what kind of guy it. he is? What makes you say that?
1: I don't know. I mean, look, I, he, he was at Western for a while even when people you – know, and look, leaving Westerns maybe not the same as leaving Minnesota. Now, you're right. If a team like – look, if USC is smart, uh, Southern Cal, they're, yeah. they're, they're saying $7 million buyout, that's chump exactly. changed us. Let's go get him. If they're smart, they're doing that. Same thing for Florida State. Same thing for any of these programs that are going to have job openings because the guy is a winner. And I, so I agree with you, but I, I don't know. Look, this is just something you're right. I don't know him, and maybe I'm just reading into this wrong, but he does strike me as the kind of guy that's going to say, I think I can win at Minnesota. Maybe not win a national championship, but I, I can, you would have I to can win a Big Ten. Certifiably insane. Yeah, you're though, probably to right. Stay Minnesota. But, man, uh, I, I can't give enough credit to that guy. And and it's not just him. Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, played out of his mind. He, th- he only had two incompletions, 18 for 20, three touchdowns and then Sean Clifford on the other side who was talking smack before the game saying we're going to sink their boat, you know, the whole row the boat thing. He threw three picks and it, look, if Sean Clifford has a good game, doesn't turn the ball over, Penn State probably wins this. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Turnovers and were so a part of this. That game. that goes to show you, man. You get your quarterback ready and Minnesota's got guys, man. They're receivers uh Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman <laughs> 200 yards and seven catches. Tyler Johnson had like a huge that that play where he kind of went up and and took it away from the corner, and then and then uh, yeah. did the tightrope walk down the sideline. It was it was such a great game. I had so much fun watching it. Really impressed with Minnesota.
0: No, me too, man. And it was a, a big win. If it if it makes you feel any better, on the NFL preview podcast where I have uh, on my show, where uh-huh. I have NFL expert Ryan Elliott in every show, I'm uh Four uh, zero against him this year. So if that makes you feel any better?
1: You know, it doesn't just, uh, doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> but that's a, like I said, Tyler. We got we still got some some games left. I think when the bowl games come around is where we're going to have some some real bet board opportunities. Maybe I can get back
0: to five hundred. We'll see. Do you want me to play you a sound clip? Maybe uh, if Tyler often, wasn't
1: so scared and didn't only you know like one game a week, there'd be more opportunities for me to beat him straight <laughs> yeah, up. But I don't, he I always don't agrees games. with me. How about uh, that?
0: Uh, here, I, I sometimes play this for Ryan. It's from uh, the office and. Look, this is how it goes sometimes. Not everything's a lesson, Ryan. Sometimes you just fail. <laughs> you just replace Ryan with Will in there, I guess. Hey, we got sometimes a lot of picks I coming just up. Fail. But your your dad was was uh, tweeting me I don't on, know on the old, on the old Twitter telling me that he's whooping your ass in the father son pick 'em this year. That's true. He's picking like he's he's hot, man.
1: Yeah, he's picking. <laughs> he's he's picking unbelievable at a, at a serious clip right now, dude.
0: Better, but he's this last
1: weekend, uh, not two, so two weekends ago, week ten. He was four and seven, so I'm afraid he's might be regressing back to okay. the mean. Okay. But he is still whooping me. So we pops he, is he and I pick about, with you, man. He and I, I pick right. about ten games uh, yeah, a week. I
0: was doing the math. I'm like, my God, it's like eleven games yeah, a week. we just picking. we just
1: always pick the biggest games, and then you know he's an Oklahoma fan. I'm a Michigan fan. So regardless of whoever those two teams are playing, we'll add them. So it's about ten, sometimes more games per week, and we've been doing this every year now for you know almost twenty years. Uh, yeah. ju- just just for bragging rights, not for any money or anything. And uh, I've won plenty of years, and this year uh, he's whooping me.
0: Oh, well, better luck next year.
1: <laughs> You've Gotta step your game up, Will. <laughs> Tyler coming with the heat <laughs> on the soundboard today. I know, I know. I can't wait
0: till I get a couple
1: wins against you.
0: I know. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we may uh, we may be putting some new games on the bet board today. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, but. <laughs> This was
1: such a. It wasn't even just the. Uh, you know, obviously the LSU Alabama game was the headline, and then you had the Penn State Minnesota game. But there were some other really great games. Oklahoma Iowa State. Oklahoma had they were they were up thirty five to fourteen at half, yeah, let's... and they almost lose. They honestly, you could argue, maybe should have the last play. So Iowa State scores a touchdown uh, with less than a minute to go, and they could kick the extra point to tie and send it to overtime. Or they could go for two. Matt Campbell goes for two. Love the move. I love coaches that are willing to put it on the line like that. So Matt Campbell goes for the two-point conversion. And on the play, uh, the passing play, ended up being interception uh, in favor of Oklahoma. Eh, there, was, there was some possible P.I. there. Honestly, you could have you called that. I get that it's the last play, and a lot of refs will swallow their whistle, so to speak. But that easily could have been some pass interference, and then Iowa State's got a shot to win
0: right there outright. I couldn't believe this comeback. I stopped watching. I stopped following this game when Oklahoma was winning by so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looked like it was Crazy. over. And then Iowa State put up 20 points in the fourth quarter, and that wasn't even the best comeback of the day. Uh, that, that, of course, went to Illinois, the fight in Illini, who, by the way, thank you, Illinois, for covering there. So they were down 21 points at the start of the fourth quarter uh, on the road. Or, yes, they were on the road at Michigan State, and they went ahead and scored – uh, I think they scored 24 straight points, something like that. They ended up winning the game on a last-second touchdown. Yeah, now
0: it was 27-3 in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, insane. And so Oof. they, uh, you know, the, fight in the line eye are now bowling. That's their sixth win. I, I in last week's episode, I gave them out plus 14, and at first it seemed like well, that was a stupid pick. They come all the way back, cover and get the win. They're
0: bowling. They're at six wins for the first time in. I think like nine years. You talk about getting better as the season moves on. I mean, this team is is solid, yeah. man. Lovey Smith. How yeah, about man. that?
1: Big for Lovey. Big for the Illini. That was a great game. I mean, and the hits just keep on coming for uh, Michigan State. That's their fourth straight loss. The hits. Mark D'Antonio, hot
0: seat. Hot yeah, get seat. rid of him. You want, but as a Michigan fan, don't you want to see him stay there?
1: (laughs) I mean, kind of. I mean, we'll get into that when we do our breakdown a little bit. But like Harbaugh's two and two against him, and one of the wins came off one of the flukiest plays. But But you're right. Yes, I I don't want uh, I don't want a I don't want you know some hip. Young,
0: well, awesome coach come thing. in and take over. I know, for I know we're going to talk about this game, but part of the reason why I think Harbaugh's only two and two against D'Antoni is because they run the same system forever. So D'Antoni knows how to stop that pro style offense. I think if Michigan, you know, kind of runs this spread or whatever you want to call it this year, they're going to have much more success. Yeah. And so they I did want... last
1: year. Start and they kind of they that's when last year they started to run more spread elements in their offense, and they pretty much dominated Michigan State last year. The score wasn't crazy; it was just twenty-one-seven. But if you kind of watched the game, you knew that, that was really more. I mean, Michigan State had 94 yards of offense the, in that game.
0: Well, Michigan State's offense is so antiquated, it's so man. bad. Yeah, you, want, it, you want to uh, hear my Mike Tyson impression? Oh gosh, you know, Tyler's it's, impressions, it's, it's, <laughs> installment number it's, ten. It's my, it's my Mike Tyson. You know, I'm Michigan State, their offense is so antiquated. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just so antiquated. That's pretty good. That's uh, that's
1: actually uh, that might be your best impression so far. Thank you. Your other ones, I'm not too sure about. Thank that one you, your folks. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, another comeback. Baylor stays undefeated. Baylor TCU. So they win. It goes to triple overtime.
0: Wait, which game is this?
1: Baylor TCU. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It ended up being 9 9 at the end of the fourth. And then, uh, you know, no touchdowns have been scored. And then in overtime, it was touchdown city. Final score 29 23. Baylor gets the. Uh, gets the, They barely squeak it out against TCU. They stay undefeated. They're 9 0.
0: I made my first teaser of the year and i won and? this year i fucking won it <laughs> <laughs> all right who was it baylor it and was a let was me le, let, let me look it up actually quickly it must baylor must have been one of them right? no i had a tcu oh plus a- actually yeah uh, that would have been plus like 10 or something yeah yeah it was plus 10 for for tcu let let, let me pull it up quickly okay here. but uh yeah man i got the teaser action going this weekend big on the baylor bears Whee! they're now
1: baylor has set themselves up so that even if they could lose this game against oklahoma and still have a really good chance at making the Big 12 championship game and rematching against them.
0: Yeah, I mean Baylor has really turned it around quickly after oh, yeah. Art Briles left. I thought it was going to be a long time until they were They had a couple of really bad games. years. They they did, but look at it's usually a progression of you win 8 games then 10 games and then you're really good. I mean they just turned it on Out of nowhere. It's really incredible. Matt Rule, man.
1: Matt Rule, he's another coach that if you're one of these schools looking for a guy, he should be
0: towards the top of your list right up there with PJ Fleck. I got my teaser pulled up here. Okay. So I had the Friday night game, Washington. I teased them from 10.5. It was a seven point teaser. So 10.5 to 3.5. They covered against Oregon State. Uh Uh, TCU from 3 to plus 10. Minnesota from plus seven to plus fourteen, nice. And then my CU buffs from plus three and a half to plus ten and a half.
1: That's good, man. Teaser bets—they're uh, the best because <laughs> you always feel like you know, like uh, teasers are the best. They're even better than parlays at tricking you into thinking like I can't lose yeah, this bet. Yeah. And I, I love teasers. They're—they're they're one of my favorites. I do one every week. I Sometimes it's just three games. Sometimes it's like six or seven.
0: Well, they're fun. I mean, and if yeah, you look at the actual advantage that you have, if you—and that's what's always good—is you just want to like get the first couple ones out of the way, right? And you're essentially playing with house. 20, yeah man. for sure yeah. I agree I love that I can. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin gets the win against Iowa it was a close
1: one though 24-22 Wisconsin still keeping their chances that that game between Wisconsin and Minnesota in a couple weeks is going to be nuts because that's going to be the decider I think it's for the Big Ten West it's going to Kansas State Texas man K-State had it they were right now, there the against Texas here, well they covered so that's good we were, we were still right given that pick out uh, 27-24 is the final score but K-State was right there Look, this is one of those games where it seemed like Kansas State should have been the favorite going in, and Texas was favored. No one really knew why, and clearly, you know, the guys in Vegas, they saw something they liked, and they were right because Texas won. They improved to 6-3, and three, and K-State falls to 6-3. and three, But uh, this was a close game, and K-State had a real shot there at the end, and uh, Dicker the kicker came through with a game-winning field goal kick for Texas again. Hey-o. That's the best call for any, any – uh, Sports commentator, you think that's like uh, every time he gets a chance, it's always Dicker, the kicker,
0: or <laughs> the game. You think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like when he went to play football and they said, "Hey, Dicker, what do you play?" I mean, do you think he said running back, or you think he goes, "I hey, kicker," you yeah, know? Dicker, the quarterback, doesn't have the same ring it, to it. It doesn't sound nearly as good. I think I you're think, probably right. It's kind about of like uh, if you have the name Jeeves, I think there's a 90% chance you're going to be a butler.
1: Or the people were going to ask you things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask Jeeves. Throwback to all the people uh, back there that don't remember what life was like. Yeah, I'm here Google singing Brady so Bunch. Easy. We're talking remember, about Ask Jeeves. You remember Ask Jeeves? I do remember and ask, ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves had a moment there for like a, a couple weeks. They were hot for yeah, a month. I, I remember going to Ask. That was before like Google yeah, was really good. Sometimes not, Ask Jeeves was better.
0: Yeah, but it was Jeeves, better than Google. You can't trust him anymore.
1: Because actually Google... You, it wasn't, you couldn't just ask Google a question. You had to Google something, right? right that was what right. made Ask Jeeves different. Exactly. That you could ask Jeeves, hey, uh, uh, Jeeves, you know, <laughs> what's Texas' record this year? And it would come back 6-3. At that time, if you type that into Google, you'd get all kinds of ridiculous results. I wonder so, if
0: uh, he had an accent. I I'm not going to do it, but I wonder if he did.
1: The people that started Ask Jeeves, what they're up to now. We should do a documentary on that. <laughs> what the Jeeves guy is up to Hopefully he sold it to Google or something That's I'm my sure hope did. Otherwise he might just be like Managing a Taco Bell right now I don't <laughs> hey. Know. Hey. You hey, never what's wrong, know What's wrong
0: with the good old fashioned uh, Bean burrito man Nothing I nothing. love their bean burritos Or
1: the Dos Locos Or what, what are the crazy tacos That are the Doritos tacos I'm not sure Well they got plenty of great things to offer <laughs> new, new show sponsor Taco Bell <laughs> right. uh, Let's see here what else have we got? Uh, Virginia almost lost to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, they keep getting close, but not getting there. I can't. I, I just can't get myself to watch Georgia Tech and be excited since they don't run an option anymore. I know it, really it was sucks.
0: so fun to watch the last couple of years. I can't believe in our practice podcasts leading up to the season, our test podcasts. I actually was doing my whole Skip Bayless hot take with Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'm glad I I to bring that on the show. I remember. I'm well, really glad I didn't. I bring remember on like the show. being like,
1: Tyler, are you <laughs> sure about that? You were like, Yeah, you know what? And then I think when we actually did our real show, <laughs> well, exactly, exactly, back, you were like, Okay, I think I you got don't want to sound like an idiot. Over my skis on that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, your buffs get the win against Stanford. Fight, see you down the field, see you must win. Does that get fire. their season win
0: total for you? They're you do, at four. I tied it.
1: Yep. Okay, so they need at least one more to go back. over? Yeah, but at least,
0: at least get my money Who back. Who do they have left? Do they, they have, have a yeah. fifth win on the schedule? Well, it depends on how good Washington you you think Washington. is. They still is. have to play Utah, also, right? Well, yeah, but that's last game of the year at Utah. Uh, bye week next week, then you, uh, Washington at home in Boulder. Okay, so that that's, that, that's the could game. Could maybe be the one. Okay, I think so too. So, but look, man, I'm just happy to get my money back when they started three yeah. one and lost <laughs> five in a row. I'm just yeah. like, scary, okay, right? Let's let's get the money back here, and we did. Really so scary. There, uh,
1: oh yeah. Another four four win team, except uh maybe more disappointing Appalachian State beat South Carolina App State their first SEC win ever they are now 8 and 1 and they beat South Carolina at
0: South Carolina mind you 20 to 15 what was the big game this year where South Carolina showed up? Didn't they upset somebody? Yeah, was they it? beat Georgia. It was Georgia. Georgia. What yeah, the isn't heck? That, so that, that
1: that loss for Georgia is looking worse and worse no, okay, as the weeks go man. by because South Carolina is just not a good team.
0: I'm telling you, everything's stacking up to one of these one-loss Pac-12 teams getting in. Well, probably Oregon. Everything's leading to it, Will. Yep. You're probably right. Follow that yellow brick road, man.
1: Uh, last couple notes I had on week 11. Chad Morris fired at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas was one of the worst teams in college football this year. He was four and eighteen in his uh, two seasons ha- didn't have a single win against an SEC opponent. and the la- the final straw was this week. Western Kentucky beat him forty five to nineteen. that doesn't that doesn't cut it for Arkansas. Yeah. And the funny thing is that people are already saying they're gonna get Gus Malzahn because he's from he's an Arkansas guy, and people are saying he's gonna come home. Why? I mean, I get if Auburn fires Gus Malzahn, fine, then maybe you go to Arkansas. Why would people are actually thinking
0: that Gus Malzahn will leave Auburn to take the Arkansas job? No, And I think that's so stupid. Yeah, That would be bad. He's got a good thing going now uh, with, with the recruiting. I mean, it's so tough to get these guys in to build a good base of talent. Plus, I mean, who wants to that whole Pig Suey chant is just kind of it's it's I don't know stupid. what you're talking about. What the uh, maybe I haven't watched enough
1: Arkansas, Arkansas games. What's, it's what's like the Pig, pig, su-
0: pig Suey? Pig suey. <laughs> You don't know? That's like the the crowd does. It's like their thing. I just don't know what
1: pig suey means. I don't even know what 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 it means either. It's like their chant.
0: It's like their- They have crowds there? They have people that
1: go to Arkansas games? (laughs) Will.
0: (laughs) That's tough. Uh, You got any other notes for week 11? You know, I don't, Will. That that does it for my notes, my notage.
1: Well, I wanted to- uh, We have a new segment, another South Park-related title. Uh Uh-oh. You know, sometimes when you're scrolling Twitter, you see some things, and you go- This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
0: With Shitter, I don't even need a cell phone. My thoughts are sent directly to the internet and then to everyone else on Shitter.
1: Shitter. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, I love Twitter. Twitter can be really awesome for some things, but then you see crazy shit, and then it becomes worthy of Shitter. It's no longer fun. It's no longer good. Are we sticking to college
0: football, or can I go... uh... You can
1: go wherever you want. I'm going to start with some college football stuff here, but then if you have any tweets you'd like to highlight, any (laughs) shitty tweets for Shitter, Uh, I'm going to start with a couple here. Um... Alabama fans, and I'm, I'm guessing this is a, a very small minority. I really hope so, of Alabama fans. But there were Alabama fans after this game that took to shitter and were tweeting things like, hashtag fire sabin. This one guy, I'm calling him out. His name is Jacob Stegman, Stegman on Twitter. He quote tweeted actually one of his older tweets from last year's national championship game. So last year when they got blown out by Clemson, he had tweeted – I sat in this section, this seat for 19, uh, or for my entire life. I've never seen an Alabama team this poorly coached. It's time for Nick Saban to hit the road. Get out if of he's, here. If he's back next year, I promise I will not renew my season tickets. He quote tweeted that after this game and said, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Hashtag fire Saban. <laughs> he's not the only one. Here's another one that said, uh, been coming to Alabama football games for 35 years now currently watching our fans file out of Bryant-Denny at halftime by the thousands unacceptable fire Savin hey Alabama fans that want Nick Saban fired shut the fuck up right. could there be a more a more spoiled group of fans in the whole world i'm sorry nick saban could go 3 and 9 this year he's not getting fired you're not calling for his head you have just gone through probably one of the most historic uh, and is still going through the most historic runs by a college football program ever. Nick Saban may go down as the best college football coach of all time. And these morons are saying... Fire Saban. I really hope this is a very small minority. Boo fucking who to these people. You you don't get to complain if you're an Alabama fan. I'm sorry. You don't get to. Yeah, that's You can just, be upset uh, they lost, but you don't get to complain. That's a rich people problems right there, man. Oh, that yeah. Is just, that is just... That's like billionaires being like, oh, <laughs> I lost $100. I right. dropped my wallet. <laughs> right. It's like,
0: shut up, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, that drives me up a wall when, especially, you know, I've been a, a, a fan of a team who hasn't been good in about a decade, you know? And so... I don't want to also play the hey you all you know the the cry feel bad for everyone else card. But when you're so good for so long, just accept it. You lost one game. Just yeah. fucking take yeah. it and Hit. move on. Nick Plus, Saban's it's not lost like, you like lost to a bad team. Right. You're George losing to South Carolina. You lost to LSU. Yeah. He's got like eleven losses in twelve
1: years, and like six of them came in the first year. So. Just shut up, although I will... Look,
0: part of me wants him <laughs> to just leave, and then I, you leave those yeah.
1: Alabama fans with, oh, right. no,
0: come back. I'm
1: sure that guy who has season tickets definitely is, not, is still has his season tickets that claim, oh, I'm not going to renew it. Yeah, bullshit.
0: Well, that's how everything goes. You know how many people... You know, I know this is our first year. We're gonna keep growing and growing. Uh-huh. Eventually, when we have you know a ton of listeners across the country, you know, how many people every week are gonna get mad at something you say, and say yeah. they're never gonna listen again. Well, never anything I say, and, and, uh, stuff that you say, oh, probably, maybe. probably. Yeah. But dude, this happens in TV, radio, podcasts. Haters. Everyone always says, "Oh, I'm going away, going away, going away," and they always come back. Yeah, well, always come back.
1: I will give at least a shout out the one guy who said that uh, one of the fire saving guys. He at least has a cool handle. I'll give him that. His handle was at. The peach cobbler, I think that's kind of cool. It's a solid Twitter handle.
0: I like a good peach cobbler. I like yeah. peach pie. Who doesn't?
1: Are you kidding me? It's delicious. Yeah. So you know, cool Twitter handle, but bad take, dude. So what do you got for shitter? What's your shitty
0: tweet? Well, it's not really a shitty tweet. It's just kind of eye opening. Okay. And um, this is from Boomer at Boomer145. It's a uh, OU account. And it says, holy shit, if the college ball playoff committee isn't blatantly doing everything they can to get two SEC teams in, Georgia lost uh, to 4-8 and eight South Carolina, uh, uh, to a 4-8 South Carolina team who lost to Appalachian State, I'm calling bullshit. This was a couple hours ago after the new college ball rankings were released.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's hear
0: those, yeah, by the way. New college ball rankings This is right perfect now. that we
1: record on Tuesdays because we're going to have exactly. this live every time.
0: LSU number one. Ohio State number two. Clemson number three, Georgia number four, Alabama number five, Oregon number six, Utah number seven, Minnesota number eight, Penn State number nine, University of Oklahoma number ten. Put some respect on
1: Minnesota's name, man. Get them higher. It doesn't matter. Like you know, look, we we'll say it every week. We're not going to spend a lot of time debating these rankings because they don't matter until the end. Because right, half right. these teams are going to exactly. play each other, and obviously Minnesota is going to have to play, uh, even if they. Uh, don't play anyone in those rankings yet. They'll eventually have to play Ohio State if they continue winning. So
0: it doesn't really matter. But give Minnesota some love, man. Put, I think they deserve to be ahead Undefeated. of some of those teams. And just yeah. be Penn State as a seven-point underdog. I think you should at least put Minnesota above Utah. You know, yeah, I think they should, I should at least be number seven. I think a case could be made for Alabama, Oregon, ahead of Minnesota right now. But it's funny because you remember in like the late – 1990s, early 2000s, when every, the only thing that mattered was going undefeated. Right. And you could have an awful schedule and it could be so bad. So it's kind of refreshing to see undefeated not mean everything this year. Hell, Baylor's 9 and 0, they're 13th. So I kind of like that the committee is not just saying, Yeah, wow. No I losses. didn't even think about that. Put yeah, some respect on Baylor's name right? too. Right. that kind of, I mean, we didn't even get there to, you know, pass the top 10. But I like how they're saying, Look, you know, Oregon, tough schedule, we'll respect that. Alabama, they lost to LSU, we'll still respect that. Uh, and then you start getting to Georgia. I'm not sure why Georgia's four right now. I mean, is it because... He, here's my problem, Will. When you lose these games, has a huge impact on the ratings, but it shouldn't. If 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 Georgia lost to South Carolina... Week one or last week—that should technically mean the same thing to the committee, right? But they say we're going to put Georgia there because they lost a long time ago.
1: I think that's kind of a natural feeling for that's everyone, bullshit, though, right? Though. Everyone kind of has a recency bias. You're right; it really, when it happens, probably shouldn't matter. And if that's the case, but put Oregon above Alabama, If it's fresh Alabama, in your man. mind, and yeah, I, I don't think Georgia should be—I I mean, Oregon should be ahead of Georgia, if you ask me. But I think that what uh, what that is—I look—I think that the the committee definitely, until they put out those last rankings, they know they can manipulate them to maybe affect, like, yeah. kind of like you said last week where you made the argument that they they wanted Alabama LSU 1-2 because of that game. They probably want Georgia ranked higher so that when the SEC championship game comes around or whatever, maybe it's just for, that the Georgia-Auburn game this week gets better ratings. Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't think that – I think it would be really hard to say that Georgia is a better team than Oregon right now. To be to be perfectly honest,
0: Georgia Auburn this week. That's uh, it's gonna be a really doozy. good one. Yeah, yeah no that's kidding, part of our man.
1: breakdown for sure. Absolutely.
0: But, yeah. So there you go. You have There's any other shitty tweets there?
1: No, I don't have any others. To you? No, I, that's it. But you know what? To that Boomer fan, look, I get it. it it's I love when you see fans because you can just scroll through Twitter. I scroll through and I see fans from. All all sorts of different teams, and all of them is so sure that their team is better than the other team. You know no. that's that's why they call them fans. They're all crazy and they're passionate about their team. Yeah. And so to the Sooner fans out there, I get it. You're probably upset that the SEC is getting more love. You know, the SEC teams are getting more love than Oklahoma. But ultimately, if Oklahoma wins out and more chaos happens, they'll they'll get their shot maybe. But they got to worry about. I mean, geez, they almost just lost Iowa State. They're gonna have to worry about Baylor. They got to worry about who they're gonna play in the Big Twelve championship game. They got to fix fix some problems before they can really be complaining about their ranking in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, all these teams now with one loss. I mean, it's not time to start wondering about the playoffs. You just have to win and hope everything kind of falls into place. Yeah, for sure.
1: Special thanks to Wise Money Sports. Once again, I've been talking about them every week. They're the show sponsor, and you guys got to check them out. The record... Tyler, do you know what uh, how Wise Money's doing so far this year? Um, not the exact record, but with college football, well above fifty-five percent, almost sixty percent. There you go. And and the cool thing about it is you can go there. You can you don't have to. Even, let's say that there's a pick on there that you don't like. You're it's a college football game. You feel the opposite. You don't have to. These are just professional gamblers giving their their picks. Uh, it's not just football. It's different sports: hockey, basketball, uh, tennis, soccer, everything you can imagine. You can also get other packages. Get a one-on-one uh one-on-one consultation with what's called a sports betting broker they'll help you out with with your picks help you make a little bit of extra money so make sure you check them out at wise money sports on twitter and online at www.wisemoneysports.com all right tyler all right well we did a segment a couple weeks ago and i want to throw this off so it's tyler's outdated movie reviews that's the uh that's the segment yes and I've given you a lot of shit over the years for some movies that are fun to me and to a lot of people that you haven't seen. But yeah, yeah. I was going through. So what what we're going to do is I'm going to just list off some classic movies and we're going to find out which ones you haven't haven't seen and then in those in that list we'll pick what movie you'll see and we'll and you'll do a review next week. That sounds good to me, but I wanted to give you some credit because at, what I realized while making this list is that a lot of these movies are just kind of older. So, for instance, uh, I made this list. None of these movies were made after the year 2000. Okay. And I, it's not like I'm seeing every movie. I'm not going to the movie theater every night. There's a lot of recent movies that I haven't seen. Like, for instance, this. Uh, I might get some haters here. I've never seen any of the Avengers movies, not a single one. I haven't either. Okay, cool. <laughs> but like uh, when I tell that to some of my friends, they just hate me. They scowl at me. And so I want you to know you're not a bad person, Tyler. And well, I may have given you some, some shit over the years, but I think it's more about... These are kind of classic movies, and the longer you go without seeing them, the harder it becomes to watch them.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, some of these movies, like, everyone always tells me to watch The Sandlot. And like that to me, on the list. Is like a kids movie oh, that happens up, to be it's not about. G- ba- and we go, you you love baseball. It's like, well, yeah, but it's a children's movie. Okay, I'm yeah, past but that. you know, like I right. didn't see Frozen, and I'm not going to go back
1: and watch yeah, but Frozen. You know that Toy Story is a good movie, right? That's a kids movie. You That's a got good movie.
0: Friend and Thank me. you. So
1: the Sandlot is like that, except way better because it's actually a great movie, and that is on the list. <laughs> so we'll just start with that. Tyler's never seen the Sandlot, a classic sports movie, a classic, just like good feeling American movie. I love that movie It's really good And Tyler should be ashamed of himself For not just not seeing it But for bashing it like he does <laughs> yeah. Saying it's just for children
0: I love uh, baseball You know yeah, what so. You're
1: not so mature That you can't enjoy A good kids movie Tyler I know you pretty
0: well Uh, Will Come on now I <laughs> I like to think that Listeners know at this point My jokes My impressions I'm Very, I like to keep it very mature Very serious Right. I here. see Yes no doubt about
1: that Okay mm-hmm. next one This is another one That I actually know You haven't seen The
0: Princess Bride You're setting me up here man
1: I think as we go through The rest of these i don't know the answer and i'm hoping that you've seen a lot of these but we'll find out
0: no princess bride i have not and everyone always tells me to watch it uh, it's the it's a title that's gotten me
1: yeah it seems like it's like some cheesy girly movie yeah it does the, the thing is that the style of comedy is right up your alley because you like kind of that classical i always call melbourne you for doing like dad jokes and stuff like that yeah. yeah i think you would really like the princess bride so that could be on there uh next up the godfather have you seen the godfather
0: you will go against the family, Will.
1: Oh, he's seen The Godfather. Okay, go good. You have seen it. That's good. We can cross that off the list. Uh, how about the movie Snatch? You ever seen that? It's a Guy Ritchie movie.
0: Oh, you're putting Snatch in the same category? It's a category good movie. As, uh, I, no, I, I'm you not know, saying you sound it's like the same what, You level. sound like one of my buddies. I was telling a, <laughs> a, a mutual friend of ours about this segment, and he said, uh-huh. have you ever seen Seven with Brad Pitt? It's a good movie. And, he, and I go, Seven, he goes, anyone who you say Seven to, they're going to put it in their top five. No, it's not in my top five, but it's a good movie. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. Well, then you can't judge. You know, I, w- <laughs> you know, I, w- I would say- What if it's uh, your favorite movie? If I was going to name someone a name, though,
1: i like the name Seven. Okay. Well, George <laughs> yeah, there. Classic. Yes. Yeah, what about Soda? You like that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> soda.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, so you have or have not seen Snatch?
0: No, I've not seen Snatch.
1: Okay, that's a funny movie. You, you'd like that one. It's funny. Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I've seen Pulp. Okay,
0: that, I've seen that's every good. Quentin Tarantino movie and every Martin Scorsese movie. For a okay, long time good, in my life, good. I used to just say, I've seen all the good movies, I just haven't seen the shitty movies.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, Snatch isn't a shitty movie, so you should watch it. All right, how about this one? Saving
0: Private Ryan. You seen that? No, but I've seen the the, the porno version Saving Ryan's Privates. Oh, well, yeah. I think wow. that this one's better. Bow. 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 Different situations you
1: might be watching them in. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen Saving Private Ryan? No. Oh man, Tyler, Have not. that is a great movie. I, gonna, I haven't seen Armageddon either. gonna put either. a star. Well, that Armageddon does not belong in the same category. <laughs> okay. Armageddon is, is a very cheesy bad movie. Okay. Saving Private Ryan, very good movie. How about The Shining, the original one? Here's Johnny. Okay, you've seen that. That's good. Yeah. Or do you just? Know, I'm no, afraid you no, that just <laughs> might know the line. Okay, I've seen the you've shining. seen The Shining. Yes. Uh, this one, if you haven't, I'm gonna get up and walk out. Monty Python on the Holy Grail. Yes, I've seen Monty Python. Thank you. Yes. Die
0: Hard no classic action no, movie no. all right but i know every christmas everyone always debates whether is that a uh, it's a christmas, christmas movie, movie it's or an uh, action movie but
1: it's a Christ- it takes place the whole the whole point of the like the entire movie takes place during like a christmas party it's a christmas movie
0: christmas is my favorite holiday uh
1: yeah i think that's fair yeah at uh, the most yeah. wonderful time of the year it's not my favorite but i, I do love christmas what's your favorite holiday uh, probably Thanksgiving. That's so. Cliche. I love. That's what everyone dude, You knows. get to feast. You get to watch the football. football these yeah, that's, that's great. what everyone actually. Says. You know, that's actually a lie. My favorite holiday is Labor Day because that's uh that's when college football comes back. First that's of week all, week one of college. First
0: football. of all, what a weirdo whose favorite is Labor Day. And second of all, a that, college football fan. That's Tyler. the most backwards day ever because Labor Day celebrates labor in America. Yeah, yet them. everyone takes the day off. It's like let's celebrate the labor (laughs) force by not by not working. We're honoring them by giving them a day off. (laughs) If you're going to honor them, go to work, do your job. You sound like Bill Belichick. Do your job. Yeah, exactly. All right. uh, Someone's got to be the Bill Belichick. Do you like westerns? Do you like westerns, Tyler? (laughs) I like the Carl's Jr. Western sandwich number three. (laughs) Okay, so
1: sure, you like western movies then? (laughs) Uh, Unforgiven. You ever seen that? No. Okay, that's that's another good one. You should see. Uh, Just a few more here. Blade Runner. Have you seen Blade Runner the original? No. Harrison Ford? Mm-mm. See I I knew you, I knew some of these classics you wouldn't have seen them. Fargo. Have you seen Fargo? No, but
0: I spent a month there oh, one night.
1: Man, you would love Fargo. You know why? Because you would immediately bring your horrible North Dakota accent. accent. I yeah. a,
0: I've got my <laughs> North Dakota accent, Will. I've already got it. That's, that it's sounds, from way up North. You sound Irish. You don't sound oh, you don't come on. like North Dakota from North Dakota We like our hockey oh, up here Tyler. and our bison.
1: You know what? I guess I'm Dakota glad State. that you can make a living gambling because you could not make a living as an Impressionist. I want you to know that. Oh, come on now, Will. And last but not least, this is one of my personal favorites, the Big Lebowski have you seen that oh i love big lebowski okay, good yeah all right so then we're gonna have to pick a movie from the list Well, so, you, you
0: didn't even put two on there that i was terminator you didn't have on there
1: yeah i mean i mean look these are all it's probably a worthy movie i didn't think it was like a great movie but yeah, you haven't yeah, seen I, it no i
0: haven't seen it there's one okay. more. But what yeah. else were you thinking i was thinking of one that i was text i, I forget but, okay
1: well then we're gonna have to pick through this list so yeah you you tell me ah uh, man honestly the fact that you told me you haven't seen Saving Private Ryan. Makes me want to make you watch that one because that's another one that no one can not like. It's a really good movie, so I think you should watch that one.
0: Well, well, I think we've got a winner. Okay, how, how long is this movie? See, the reason why it I is, don't like it movies is because they take so goddamn long to finish. This one's probably two and a
1: half hours, but it is one that will captivate you. You'll be you'll be in it immediately. You you you'll never be like, ugh, uh, this movie keeps dragging on. It's a I very good Saving movie. Saving
0: Ryan's Private's Man. They get in, they get out. An hour and a half. Nice storyline.
1: Okay, you I know? like that one. So my favorite. Uh, porno name for a regular movie is Throbbin Hood.
0: Oh, Throbbing Hood's good. <laughs> Harry Twatter and the uh, Sorcerer's Bone. <laughs> this is
1: getting dangerous. <laughs> getting in dangerous territory here. Alright, so you're gonna watch uh, Saving Private Ryan and nice. review it for next week. You got it. You can make time for it, I believe in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Want to do some Week 12 games? Let's do Let's it. move on to that. Alright, Week 12 kicking off with Indiana on the road at Penn State. Penn State 14.0 point home favorite right now this Penn State defense everyone's talking about they're only allowing 12 points per game that's good for fifth in the country and they so they have an elite defense right only one problem the two teams they've played on their schedule that are in the top 50 in scoring Minnesota and Michigan both were able to score on them they both put up well above average Minnesota of course scored 31 Michigan put up 21 all almost all in the second half the rest of the teams on their schedule that, are, that they played, which is why everyone thinks that Penn State's got this elite defense, Buffalo, 74th in offensive scoring, Pittsburgh, 111th, Maryland, 75th, Purdue, 95th, Iowa, 97th, Michigan State, 106th. I think their defense is not as good as advertised. And guess what? Guess who's ranked in the top 50 in offense? Indiana. They're 34th right now. The Hoosiers. Uh, look, their starting quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., he did leave the game with a season-ending injury in their last game. But backup quarterback Peyton Ramsey, he's got a ton of starting experience. He started games in 2017, 2018. He's come in in relief for Penix this year and done very well. He's got uh, He's completing 72% of his passes, nine touchdowns, only three interceptions. And the Hoosiers had an extra week of prep. They had a bye week while Penn State was playing a tough game in Minneapolis all the way to the last second. Indiana is seven and two. They're having their best season in decades. They have a very winnable game against Purdue at the end of the season. So you can bet they're going to try their hardest to upset Penn State here. And if they do that, uh, and they and they get that win against Purdue, that's a nine-win team. That, that the first that would be the first time they could get to nine wins since 1967. Tyler, I think the Hoosiers are underrated. I think they can keep this one close, and I think they have a real shot at an upset win. So I like taking Indiana with the points plus 14. Side note, also the over at 51. I like the over in this one as well. I think both teams are able to score points here. Yeah, You mentioned
0: that bye week. That to me is the biggest factor in this handicap. Indiana's been able to move the football, and I think they will. I like the over as well, There will. Uh, both teams, good in yards per play. Indiana, 6.21 yards per play. Penn State, 6.29, so they're pretty similar. The one thing that kind of stumped me and made me hesitate, you look at the history. Last 10 games, Penn State's won nine of them. But against the spread, five and five. So if I get an Indiana team who's a little motivated, I think we've got a good line here and some value. Coming off the bye week, I think they have about a comparable coaching staff. I've lost a lot of my faith in what the Penn State coaching staff has done, not just this year, the last couple years. When James Franklin first got hired, I mean – he was good at first, but then remember he lost, he almost lost his job a few years ago, and he either beat Ohio State or Michigan, or there was some big win at the end of the year. It was Ohio State, Ohio State blocked, to save the his job. Kick, yeah, without that, he would have been gone. Then I have never gained enough. To really consistently bet on Penn State week in and week out, and I obviously went against them last week, I'm going to go against them here this week. I think Penn State wins this game. I don't think there's too much of a hangover, but you start putting in all the factors. 14, 14 and a half points is just way too many to give an Indiana offense who will be able to move the football. I think they're going to pass the ball. They're throwing for just over 300 a game. They're throwing it for about, I think they're throwing it like 40, 41 times a yeah, game. Yeah, that's a lot. Down, airing the ball out. So I think Penn State does get exposed a little bit here, give some points up, but I think they, they're, they're able to fight back, and I do believe we see a high-scoring matchup here. The 14-and-a-half, though, give me Indiana. All right, so we both like Indiana plus the points and the over. Yeah, and the, and the line's moving towards Indiana early. This opened up 16-and-a-half, and the early money coming in on the Hoosiers.
1: Okay, fair enough. Next up, we won't spend too much time on this one. Ohio State, minus 52. Why did you put this in the outline? I'll tell you why. So they're <laughs> minus 52 at Rutgers. It's not, look, this isn't going to be an exciting game to watch. And there's I don't have a ton of data for you here, but it's pretty simple. Ohio State, I think, is the best or second best team in the country right now. Rutgers is not. Rutgers sucks. Ohio State just beat Maryland by 49. They continue to cover the spread at an unbelievable pace. I get it. This number is huge and very scary. 52 points is a lot. But look at the history between Ohio State and Rutgers. Ohio State's blown out Rutgers in all five of their meetings since Rutgers has joined the Big Ten. If, let's just say we take this 52-point number and apply it to the last three years. The Buckeyes would be 2-1 in those three games against the spread. And the only time they didn't cover, they won that game by 49. And Ohio State, they're averaging 54 points in the five meetings with Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights have only scored three points in the last three games combined against Ohio State. And mind you, I think this Ohio State team is, is the best team Ohio State's had in the last three years by far. I'm taking Ohio State... They're not afraid to run it up either. We just saw in that game against Maryland last week, they were up 14-0 early and they did a fake onside kick to get the ball back and they ended up blowing out Rutgers, or excuse me, Maryland. So I know this number is crazy, but there's now been two times this year where I haven't taken Ohio State because I've been afraid of the big number. And guess what? They covered both times. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm going to continue to make money on Ohio State until they show me they can't do it.
0: Want Want to bet? would you like to bet on it no way this is a Uh, bad board game you're gonna take rutgers i'm going Rutgers. i love this plus 52 and a half and this all has to do with ohio state looking ahead to penn state the following week after they play rutgers they go on or they host penn state the very next weekend and i think that ohio state could get up a ton this game but the second half they rest their starters they they relax they know they're gonna get the win and here's the thing also at this point the committee is clear ohio state's the best team in the nation They're going to be looking for separation against Penn State, against Michigan. This game is a write-off for them. I think, honestly, I think Ohio State could win this game 31-7 and nobody bats an eye. They don't drop in the rankings. Nothing really happens. There's no incentive for Ryan Day to run this thing up. And I think they're going to get a healthy lead. I think they pull their starters early in the second half and probably put up a goose egg. I think they score... Six points in the second half. You know, I think that they're so far. I think it's like 42 nothing. I think
1: that or for Ohio half-time. State to score six points in the second half, they'd have to be kneeling right. Th- every that's play. That's a
0: ridiculous <laughs> in a very specific prediction for me to have. No, but I get my, what you're my saying, My point though. is, I think they're up so much in the first half, 41 nothing, something like that. They completely take their foot off the gas, maybe give up a late touchdown. I think Rutgers doesn't even have to backdoor. I think Rutgers stays in this thing and covers a 52 half primarily because Ohio State looking forward to next week and arrest their guys up. This is a huge number, and the public is on Ohio State. Now Everyone is saying uh, pretty much Ohio State's good, Rutgers is bad. I know this is a huge point spread, but, Will, every time I see 52-and-a-half with an over-under of 61-and-a-half, if I can just get that touchdown out of Rutgers, I think I've got a good cover here. So it's a bet board game. I got Rutgers plus 52-and-a-half.
1: I love this. I can't believe this one ended up on the bet board. It so, did. Okay, we'll see if I can get a win or if Tyler's going to continue the landslide of head-to-head wins.
0: Landslide brought me away. (laughs) Nice. Thanks, Uh, Thanks, (laughs) Next
1: up, Minnesota going on the road to Iowa. Minnesota, they just came off. They're undefeated. They're in the top 10. Or, yeah, they're ninth, right? Isn't that what we found out in the playoff? They're ninth. Yes, sir. They're in the top 10, and they go to Iowa, and they're underdogs. What? Iowa, three-point favorite at home to Minnesota. Trap game. This line reeks Minnesota. Uh, look they're how are they underdogs here we talked about this exact situation when Penn State went to Iowa earlier this year it's a very difficult place to play at Iowa Iowa loves to be in this spot when a top ranked team comes to their stadium undefeated ranked in the top 10 and then you look at Minnesota maybe a letdown spot for Minnesota after their win against Penn State too Iowa beat Minnesota last year in Minneapolis 48-31 and they've also beat them four years straight so This one's a little tough to read, I think. Uh, I I think there could definitely be a revenge aspect for Minnesota. And Minnesota should be the better team here. But this is a line that seems too good to be true with Minnesota getting the points in the road. I think the whole world is going to be betting Minnesota as underdogs here. I don't know anyone who's going to be on Iowa at this point. So buyer beware. Like I've said it before in previous shows, when I see something that seems too good to be true, I jump on it anyway. And I'm doing it again. I'm taking Minnesota plus three, and I'm scared as hell to do it. I'm saying it's a trap game anyway, but I can't help it. I'm not, I can't I can't, in good conscience pick Iowa here.
0: Yeah, this is a runaway and hide for me. I, I don't feel confident in this at all. Um, I, looked, I would be looking to fade Minnesota, actually, this week. I mean, I wanted to play Iowa, and if I were forced to play a game, if I were forced to make a pick in this game, it certainly would be the Iowa Hawkeyes. They're playing at home, very tough to – and – I never want to make too much about strength of schedule. I think that there's way too much about who teams have played, so on and so forth. But Iowa is battle-tested against very, very good teams. They should have beat Wisconsin last week. I don't think there's anything that Minnesota is going to do that's going to confuse Iowa. I think Minnesota having the bye week before the Penn State game was a big reason they were able to co- construct a great offense. You mentioned the two incompletions last week from uh, uh, Minnesota's quarterback. Yeah. That that was the game plan. That was the coaches putting that 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 those players in a great position to succeed. I think with a week, you can't do that, especially going on the road with this great, I think, underrated defense. So I lean Iowa minus the three. I don't want to make it a bet board game because. I really think there's an aspect of we still don't know how good Minnesota is for yeah. that reason. It's a pass for me, but it's a lean with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, I mean, all that kind of makes sense for why you'd see this number because
1: I think most most the average fan would have looked at this game before and you would have guessed, oh, Minnesota's going to be favored
0: for it, sure. And that's why I think that everything is taken into account with this number. And if you think the number's right, by definition, you shouldn't be betting it. I think this number's probably about accurate. But again, too many things unknown for Minnesota to me. They could be much better because here's the thing. I always say to everybody, you know, don't get caught up with the logo or the name. That's what's happening to me with Minnesota. I know I had them last week, but it's tough for me to keep riding them. They could be a lot better than we think they are. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe if this line moves, like, would you jump on Iowa if this line moved closer to no, two? Or? No, no.
0: This is a total pass for me, man. I don't feel confident one way or the other. Okay. I just don't. Fair enough. Pass for Tyler. I'll take Minnesota.
1: I'm scared, but, uh, you know, I'm going to do it anyway, so... <laughs> Um, So brave, Will. (laughs) Next up, Georgia going on the road at Auburn. Georgia, a three-point favorite. Hey-oh. This one, probably the game I had the hardest time getting a feel for. And to be honest, I'm still a little torn. You could probably convince me this game could end with either team winning a low-scoring game, winning in a shootout, or winning
0: in a blowout. I see... No, you don't. You don't think the same. No, I think the only way Auburn wins is if it is low scoring game. I think if it's high scoring, the higher scoring game you get, the more it's going to benefit Georgia. Interesting. I think that Auburn wins this with their defense controlling the clock. And I, I like Georgia this game. Minus okay. the three points. I think Georgia makes a statement here. Now, I do think that if if we're talking high or low scoring, we do get a lower scoring game. I think both defenses here are the main part of the handicap. But Auburn has kind of skated by this year, had some very close games. This is where I think they get exposed, and Georgia gets the win. So three points to me certainly value. You have the push option if they only win by the, t- the, the uh, field goal. Give me Georgia here, minus the three points. And you know what? For everything we've been talking about, I want Auburn to win this game. You know, because I want the loss... That Oregon has early in the year to look better and better, but I just think Georgia's going to be too much. I'll take the uh, dogs minus three. Yeah,
1: I mean uh, the the total for the game definitely is indicating what you think that it'll be low
0: scoring. It's forty four
1: point total. That's pretty low, uh, especially for two high ranked teams. Yeah, and look, they're both they're two really good teams. Georgia's eight and one and still has the path of the playoff in front of them. Auburn's playoff and you know SEC hopes are basically done, but they can still play spoiler to a team like Georgia or Alabama, and I mean, I don't know. You look at Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs. This is kind of their last really big game where they can make a statement to the playoff committee ahead of the SEC championship game. And it still doesn't feel like we've seen the best version of Georgia yet.
0: See, that's the thing, is Georgia still has more left to prove, both X's and O's on the field, and, like you said, they're playing for a playoff spot. Plus, Will, when you look at both defenses, I think that Georgia clearly has a top three defense in the country, and I think that Auburn has a defense that's in the top ten, but Georgia is one notch better. And you look at also the fact that Auburn has scored 20 or fewer points in three of their last four SEC games. Everything yeah. just kind of adds up to Georgia through the course of 60 minutes, I think, will pull it away.
1: Well, I'll tell you why I'm torn, because Auburn had the bye week to prepare. And the one, thing, point. The one thing we know, look, that you mentioned, the Tigers' defense may, might not be as good as Georgia's, might not be the best in the country, but it's one of the best in the nation. I think, it, I think you're right. I think it is top 10. Their defensive line is loaded with NFL guys. And to me, the question becomes, can Georgia run the ball? Uh, with all the turnover at wide receiver from last year, the Dogs have they've had to lean heavily on their run game to sustain a productive offense. DeAndre Swift is a complete stud, but I'm worried that Auburn is just going to have a game plan to take away the run and force Jake Fromm to beat them through the air. And look, he can do that, but am I going to bet on him to do that? I'm not so sure. I don't feel super confident about picking either team here, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not the professional game one on the pod, so I'm not afraid to give out a pick where uh, where I'm not <laughs> confident. And my gut is telling me Auburn. Uh, they're a home underdog with the extra week. So this one, we'll throw let's, this one on the bet board, a bet too. Board. Let's Another do bet it. Board game. I'll hey, take I'll. Auburn plus three.
0: Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? That's two. Will, what's going to happen this week is you're just going to get hungry to, <laughs> to change that record. And I'm going to end up coming in here next week, 8-1. You're going to you are going to have me desperate. You're gonna, you're gonna, where's yes, the money,
1: Will? Exactly. You're going to end up breaking my legs. Give me the money, Will. Or I'm going to have two big wins and be right back in this, 5-3, and three, maybe mm. more. We'll see what mm. happens in this last <laughs> couple games. I highly doubt that. We'll see. <laughs> next game up, Oklahoma versus Baylor. Oklahoma, 10-point favorite on the road at Baylor. Undefeated Baylor. They host the Great Sooners of Norman, Oklahoma. Both these teams, by the way, were very lucky to get away with wins last week. I think this game will be fun to watch because I think there's a very good chance we see these guys in a rematch for the Big 12 championship game in a few weeks. Baylor, they might be undefeated, but even still, they're kind of flying under the radar. You mentioned it, Tyler. They're, what, 13th in the playoff rankings yep. at yep. 9-0 in a Power 5 conference. That still kind of means they're flying under the radar. They're ranked behind Oklahoma despite being undefeated. I think most people see them as over overachieving a bit, and maybe this is the game against Oklahoma where they turn back into a pumpkin. But losing to Oklahoma is one thing. Losing by double digits at home is another thing. I mean, how many times do you think an undefeated, ranked team this late into the season has been a 10-point underdog at home? That's a
0: very good question. I I, I don't imagine it happens often at all. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, I find it hard to not see value in Baylor here, especially when you look at how Oklahoma is playing at this point in the season. They lost their top running back, Trey Sermon, to a season-ending injury last week. I know he actually had less rushing yards than Kennedy Brooks, another running back, but Sermon was really the guy there in the backfield, and that's a big loss. But to be honest, they weren't doing a good job of running the ball and handing the ball off when Sermon was healthy anyway. The Sooners, they've struggled in the run game this year. They've had a lot of turnover at offensive line from last year, so they've relied heavily on Jalen Hurts to run the the ball. And I I don't think this game will be much different. I think if the Sooners want to make long drives and score a lot of points, they're going to be forced to throw the ball early and often which I think plays into Matt Rule's hand. The Bears, the Baylor Bears, they've been very solid against the pass this year. Opposing quarterbacks completing just 58% of their passes for just over 200 yards per game. And then you look at Oklahoma's defense. It's kind of fallen off a cliff from where their hot start was in the season. They've given up 40 or more in consecutive games now to Kansas State and Iowa State. And the pressure is on Alex Grinch to fix things if Oklahoma wants a shot to make the playoff. I think Baylor can score on this team, I think I definitely keep it close at home, and Oklahoma better be careful here because if they play like they did the last two weeks, they could lose. So I'm taking Baylor here plus 10.
0: I don't have a strong opinion on the spread here, but this is my favorite teaser option of the weekend. If if the line moves from 10 to 9.5, now you can get Oklahoma with a 7-point teaser down to 2.5. That's a max advantage teaser. You're going through 7 and 3. So if this line moves to 9.5, Oklahoma as a teaser, seven point teaser would be one of my favorite teaser options of the weekend. So if you have any other games you like out there, I would put Oklahoma minus two and a half in any teasers. But the caveat is this line has to move from 10 to nine and a half. I'm not so sure it does. If so, that's my favorite teaser of the weekend. All right, fair enough.
1: Next game Michigan State going on the road to Michigan, the battle for the Paul Bunyan trophy. Michigan a 14 point. What did, what did Paul Bunyan do?
0: Like, what's he famous for? <laughs>
1: Well, he's not a real person. He's a what oh. you would call a myth, oh. Paul Bunyan. Remember Paul Bunyan's I have No ox? idea. I have he's absolutely no idea. You it's, don't, no, you don't a, remember Paul like, Bunyan from like, like the James Bugs Bunny the, cartoons? No, man. He was a giant. He was like a he's a he's, he's a myth. Like the guy he's with, like with the hundred foot tall. Yeah, I mean it, he'd be similar. He would you know he'd yeah. be same size as the giant. I thought he was
0: like a real dude. <laughs> <laughs> like like he like like founded Oh Tyler, Michigan. so naive. I know, right? <laughs> he founded Michigan. <laughs> yeah, he's a founder of Michigan, man. He's like a a beaver
1: trapper. I should have just let you think that. I should have been like, no, you don't remember President Paul Bunyan, you know, seventh president after uh, James Madison? You'll have to
0: excuse my friend. <laughs> He's a little slow. I thought he was the founder of Michigan. I don't it know. is
1: big in the Midwest for some reason, though, because I know there's another Big Ten rivalry match. Whoa. It's Wisconsin and someone else, and they play for Paul Bunyan's axe. Well, but what
0: about, like, Bunyan's? Like, it's not, like, a nickname for, like, like something? Like,. <laughs> I'm gonna put my bunions on. It's not on. a
1: nickname. Bunions is like a it's a medical condition you get on your feet. <laughs> yes, you get you get bunions. Is that on your what feet. I, oh, yes. it is? Tyler. Well, maybe it's oh, named after Paul Bunyan. Oh, maybe maybe he used to walk a lot. Sweetheart. Like the, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe he used to walk a lot through like the woods when maybe. he was beaver trapping. Oh, he certainly wasn't taking a car
1: because this took place a long time ago. He had an ox that helped him plow the fields. Oxen. Paul bunions, ox
0: Oxen. Oxen.
1: Oh. Plural. I said he had an ox, mm. so I wasn't really misspeaking mm. there, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, I think
0: you're digging yourself a hole. Maybe you just quit while you're behind, okay? I want, I'm going to I'm gonna do some research here. I'm going to prove that you <laughs> Paul Bunyan was a real dude. Okay. Uh,
1: anyway, back to the game. <laughs> Michigan, 14-point favorite at home. This number does seem a little high when you consider how close some of these games and this rivalry have been recently. And typically, you, you, know, you can throw the records out when these two play each other. These teams really hate each other. Uh, everyone talks about the Michigan Ohio State rivalry and there's no doubt there's hatred there but there's actually a little bit of respect between the Michigan Ohio State rivalry there's almost none of that with Michigan and Michigan State these guys really don't like each other and then you I mean look at the trajectory of these two teams it's in complete opposite directions from the beginning of the season Michigan started out really struggling they're kind of hitting their stride now Michigan State's lost four straight Uh, they gave up that 21 point fourth quarter lead to Illinois last week their defense has completely fallen off. The offense is terrible. Brian Lewerke can't complete a pass. He's completing just barely over 50% of his passes. And I get the feeling that Mark D'Antonio has lost the locker room there. Um, interesting stat with this game, too. The home team hasn't won this game in five years. So in the four years since Harba has shown up, the away team has won this game every single time, two and two. Uh, but I think this is the year that Michigan can, gets it done at home. I'm taking Michigan to cover, and I think this Jim Harbaugh, he, this might be the fatal blow to D'Antonio's coaching tenure at Michigan State. I think Michigan could really blow them out. I don't see how Michigan's going, Michigan State will be able to produce points. I think Michigan will be able to score in this Michigan State defense that has proven to not be as good as everyone thought. And on top of that, Michigan had a bye week to prepare for, for this game, so they have the extra week to prepare for a rivalry game. You know that Harbaugh is going to come out with some kind of game plan here. He really wants to shut out this Michigan State team. They almost had a shutout last year. Michigan State only managed 94 yards of offense last year against Michigan. The one touchdown they got was because Michigan fumbled inside their own 10 yard line, gave them the ball right there in the red zone. I think this could easily be a blowout. I could see Michigan winning this game. Uh, 35 to 14.
0: Okay, so I looked it up, and Paul Bunyan was <laughs> based on a real person here, Will. So, oh, let me read but this But not a real person, the the true, just to be clear. The true story of this iconic figure is a little more complicated. Historians believe Bunyan was based in large part on an actual lumberjack, Fabien Fournier, <laughs> a French-Canadian timberman who moved south and got a job as a foreman of a logging crew in Michigan, after the Civil War, how do you get Paul Bunyan out of Fabian Fournier? Those are not similar things <laughs> at all. <laughs> Fabian Fournier sounds like uh, he sounds like a, like a musician. Yeah, like, it does. Yeah, like, hey, like he, he would have a
1: he would have a song with Michael Bolton or something like that. Michael Bolton featuring
0: he'd have a Fabian so, he'd Fournier. have a song with uh, who's the guy on Seinfeld who won't have sex with Elaine? Oh, come on! Uh, uh, and he's he's he hot and heavy. Remember that guy? No. Oh Seinfeld fans right now are uh um Who are you talking about? I don't know why I I'm blanking on this. Hot and heavy.
1: I know you're not talking about David Putty. David Putty
0: no, gladly that has
1: sex of the lane.
0: No, uh, John Germain. John you know, uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. John John Germain. Huh, he's the sax player. Yeah, that's right. Hot and heavy. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> let's get to the Michigan game. Um I think Michigan is gonna blow Michigan State out and okay. it's for it's for one reason. Uh Paul Bunyan actually ties into my handicap pretty well. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michigan State, for the last couple years, when you look at the data against Michigan, the last couple years, and this is what I talked about earlier in the show, Michigan's always run this pro-style offense. I think that D'Antoni thrives when he sees offenses that he knows it takes so much game planning away from D'Antoni having to scheme new things for for every week. Now that Michigan has this different system, what we've seen this year is Michigan State's very one-dimensional on defense. So as long as Michigan, uh, Michigan State's one-dimensional on defense, so as long as the Wolverines can... Find A way to run the football, which I think they will. This is going to be a blowout. I think Michigan wins at home. I think that also Jim Harbaugh having a little bit of incentive. I know he's won before against Michigan State, but I believe he wants to run it up this year against both Michigan State and Iowa State now or uh, Ohio State. And we'll talk about the Buckeyes <laughs> when we see get if there. He can do that exactly, exactly. But this is a big opportunity for Harbaugh. And it may actually help that Ohio State's so good this year. He sees this as, this is the rivalry game. We can definitely win. I see a blowout here yeah. from, from the Wolverines. So. Yeah,
1: this would you know make him 3-2. and two. Finally, he'd have a positive record against uh, Michigan's rivals that aren't Penn State. Penn State being the only kind of big team that he has a positive record uh, since he's he's joined. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you look at Michigan State. They're giving up a ton of points. They've given up 30 or more for five straight games now. And uh, that's just not what people expected with Michigan State. I mean, even in the in the press conference this week, Mark D'Antonio was actually saying nice things about Jim Harbaugh, which is something that it's uh, is totally foreign. I mean, this guy's losing it. It's almost like he knows the writing is on the wall. Maybe he's leaving. Maybe he's given up. He said that he thinks Jim Harbaugh is a Hall of Fame coach. I can't. I I, a year ago, I never would have imagined he'd say something nice about Jim Harbaugh. I think maybe he sees the writing on the wall here. Maybe he knows that you know his time in. East Lansing is coming to an end. Look, I also wouldn't be surprised in this game to see Michigan State come out strong early, and it's a close game right. in the first half, and then Michigan blows them out in the second half. I'd be interested to look at that second half spread too, which would be probably right around like six and a half. Uh, I think there's a good chance Michigan could pull away in the second half. That's kind of how the game went last year. It was a close game in the first half. But either way, I, I don't see any way that Michigan State wins this game, to be perf- perfectly honest with you. Uh, you got to give D'Antonio credit for... You know, the success he's had in time there at Michigan State, but it does feel like things are coming to an end. They don't have the talent on the field. The coaching isn't working. I like Michigan here.
0: Does it concern you at all that Michigan is 1-7 in seven against the spread their last eight games coming off a bye week? Uh, so, so showing that Jim Harbaugh doesn't do nearly as well as some other coaches in college football with that extra time.
1: Yeah, a little. I mean, look, they they haven't been a good team against the spread in general the last few years under Jim Harbaugh. And I think a lot of that is the you know hype and public opinion and lots of people betting on Michigan because they know the name and they know Jim Harbaugh. Um, and it is a big number. You're right, but still, it, I think this is it has a little bit to do with how Michigan is doing in the bye week, but I think it almost has more to do with just the state of the program for Michigan State and right. how they're doing they're really looking terrible. More so. a fade
0: of Michigan State than a play on Michigan yes, to still take Michigan absolutely. minus 13 and a half.
1: Yep. I'm with you. All right, cool. And last but not least, I'm only going to touch on this one for a minute. Alabama at Mich- at Mississippi State. They are a 21 point favorite. I think Alabama blows them out. I think everyone here is going to look at Alabama who just lost and gave up a ton of points to LSU and maybe say, "Oh, this will be a letdown spot." They're they're not going to show up against Mississippi State. The only problem is that Mississippi State has been terrible. They've been blown out by a lot of really good teams this year, uh, giving up a ton of points. Uh, I I don't th- I don't see. I know they're coming off a bye here. Uh, uh, Mississippi State. Against, yeah, Mississippi State's coming off a bye here before this Alabama game. But you look at their schedule. I mean, they gave up 49 points to Texas A&M. They gave up 56 to Auburn. What is this Alabama offense going to do? Them. I mean, we saw what Alabama what the offense did, even with an injured Tua, who might not be playing. Once again, I don't think uh, that there's a good chance that Tua plays here. I think he looked pretty gimpy after the game there against LSU. But even still, this is more about, even with Alabama's backup, a 21-point number is really not that big when you consider Uh, the two teams here between Mississippi State and Alabama. So I'm all over Alabama here, minus 21.
0: Yeah, I actually am too. I think this has to do with the history of Alabama-Mississippi State. The Crimson Tide had just shut down Mississippi State the last couple years. Last year they won 24-0. I think this defense shows up. I, I believe Alabama takes their frustration out on Mississippi State this week, gets the big win, and I don't think 21 is too much at all now Alabama is two and five against the spread their last seven against SEC opponents so when they're playing in conference things have not gone great for Alabama but I thought that doesn't matter to me this game I think they win again take their frustrations uh, that two and five against the spread how many of those were coming off a loss right I would be willing exactly. to say almost none of them so yeah. Alabama has the motivational edge here I think they win big
1: yeah, and Nick Saban, look it, It'll be easy enough for him to motivate his guys here He can easily look at them and say, hey, we lost LSU, we still have a real shot to get in this playoff We gotta continue to, to beat The teams in front of us, blow out the bad teams Prove to the committee that we still deserve a chance You know, whether they do or not is up for debate But that's what he can say to them, I think he'll still Have them motivated, so you and I are both Like Alabama there.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, again Last week was, a lot of people say that could have been Alabama's season, but I don't think Nick Saban's going to let that affect his team. Other teams, maybe a letdown after that kind of a loss. I don't see that happening with Alabama, with Nick Saban, that coaching staff. Give me the Crimson Tide, minus 21. Yep. All right, we're both on it. All right, well,
1: that's that's all the games we got. That's it for the show this week. Thank you guys for listening as usual. Follow us on Twitter. I will tweet out a picture of the bet board this week. Do it. Just to help out Tyler. Give at, him a little at boost. At CFB Weekly. Ego boost, at CFB Weekly. Make sure you follow us. Subscribe, review, help out the show. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.